Belongingness is the human emotion need to be an accepted member of a group, whether it is family, friends, coworkers, a religion, or something else. People tend to have an inherent desire to belong and be an important part of something greater than themselves. That comes from the Wikipedia. Y'all know I love Wikipedia, but listen, I think I think we can all we can all feel that, right? But here's the tricky part with belonging. Sometimes, I don't know, it seems like no matter how bad you want it, you just, sometimes you might be in a situation or a circumstance where you don't feel like you do belong and it seems as though there's nothing you can do about it. Or is there? Today, we are talking to the director of belonging at USC, who says that there is a way to find belonging. And this tip, well... It just might make your brain happy. Welcome to another episode of Happy Brain. My name is Heather Parody, and thank you for joining us as we explore the fun side to mental health by digging into the simple hacks and fun tips to make your mental health journey more enjoyable and your brain a little happier. Moore currently serves USC as the first director of belonging in the history of American higher education. She is the course designer and instructor for Click, gaining national media attention. And she is also the CEO of Rehuman, a company that empowers digital users to connect on purpose on plus off screen. Get this, in her mid-20s, Kat was so shy that she had trouble making eye contact in public. Through the slow, organic process of being present in her local cafe, she began hatching socially. And over the course of several years, she came to discover the power of listening, generosity, and other micro-gestures of friendliness to create community. And y'all listen, y'all listen. She has this tip. It's a unlikely place for us to find belonging. And it's something that I've I've never thought about before. But listen, before we dig into that, I know I tease that sucker so much. Trust me, it's worth teasing. This is a good old episode. But I got to give a shout out. Sue Podcaster left us a review. It says, make your brain happy. Heather's personality makes mental health fun and accessible. Thanks, Sue Podcaster. Thank you so much for your generosity. Taking a second dropping us that line. And hey, my friend, if you haven't done so yet, I'll do my best to give you a shout out on the show. Drop us a line, drop us a review on iTunes or your Apple podcasting app. It'll help you feel some belonging. I'm just teasing, but back to belonging. (laughs) Kat's a really cool person. And I, I don't, I don't know if you'll believe me or not, but I could really relate to when she said that she had trouble making eye contact with people when I was a kid, I was that way. I didn't look people in the eye. And I know that's something you may not believe because I've drastically changed through a lot of intention and inner work. But that used to be me, too. I get that. When I connected first with Kat, she kind of challenged the whole idea of how we even view belonging. Yeah, I feel like I'm always interested in these, you know, these really abstract but deep concepts of human life, you know, that we throw around Um, And really slowing down to say, what do I actually mean by that? And what do I think that means or doesn't mean? And belonging itself is um, an emerging field and concept. Um, So there isn't like there's a really um, 
narrow definition of what it even means now. I think everyone's trying to put some language and concept to it, but the way that it's typically used refers to the small groups or large groups that we find a real sense of identification and home with. So I feel like I belong when I go to, you know, my basketball um, team or to my church group or, um, you know, I feel like I really belong in my major or in my profession. Um, but there are many, many ways in which we can find a sense of home and like we can be ourselves and thrive. And one of those is cultivating a sense of belonging in the geographic space that we live in. So if you've traveled at all, um, you might have had visceral senses when you land at a certain airport and start exploring a city or a region of like, whoa, this is just not my cup of tea. I can explore this and, you know, get what I can out of it and learn. But this is not somewhere where I could put down roots and really And conversely, you know, I remember when I got off the train in England, I studied abroad for a year in Scotland, I got off the train in England, and I stepped onto the uh, platform, and I just was washed over with this sense of being home. And I had never been to England before. And so the the places that we're actually in, we can cultivate um, a real sense of belonging, getting to know uh, the history of the land and the nature that lives there. And so um, whether or not you have cultivated a sense of belonging with other people, we always have other ways that we can uh, create a sense of belonging in the spaces that we're living in. I feel like that approach puts so much like agency back within us because, correct me if I'm wrong, like I, I feel like belonging, sometimes it's out of my control, I feel like, because like, will this group accept me or... Um, because it seems like there's like a dual ship there of like, I want to be a part, but also too, you know, what if you're rejected by the community that you want to be a part of, or maybe you feel that rejection or whatever. It sometimes feels very disempowering because it seems like belonging isn't just up to us. That's, that's really perceptive. And that's true in, you know, any kind of relationship, it's a volitional relationship. Both people have to show up and say yes to each other and keep saying yes to each other over time. Right. And so that is one of the fraught, um, and you know, you can't get away from it. That's just part of what it means to belong in groups, you know, is it's a dance and you have to figure out the fit. Um, but that's why I'm interested in giving people as many kinds of avenues into cultivating a sense of home as possible. Um, and that also includes um, being able to cultivate a sense of being our own best friend and belonging in our own lives, regardless of where we are, our circumstances, and the people who say yes or no to us. Um, and that can that that's another avenue, right? But yeah, the, the hope is that while, you know, you might be looking for groups of people who are a good fit um, for your values and vision and lifestyle, um, that's not the only avenue you have available to you. And so, you know, go sit in the park and um, or if you don't have access to parks, um, we have all have access to the sky, you know, and the ways in which we can cultivate um, an an ability to attend to the natural world around us, um, the sun shines on everyone. It doesn't discriminate. And so um, being at home in our place is um, something that we all have access to. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up, you know, I think you said that 
uh, you felt really home in England, right? And I know sometimes there's seasons in our lives where maybe we feel yes, stuck for lack of better terms. Like we don't have a lot of choice over our location. You mentioned the sky and going out in nature, but I guess how do we kind of find belonging in our surroundings? Do you have any practical tips of things we could implement throughout our day? Yeah, absolutely. And I know that people are in radically different contexts, right? Not everyone has, you know, access to a lot of nature where they are. Um, But, you know, even if you feel like it's not a good fit in your general city, for example. So when I got to, I live in Los Angeles. And when I got off the shuttle on campus at USC, I was like, oh shoot, I've made a huge mistake. This is not my place. I want out of here in four years as quickly as possible. Um, And here I am 20 years later, but I still don't love Los Angeles. It is not my place. But what I discovered is that if you slow down and you're intent on looking for things that do resonate with you, there are always pockets, even if it's one corner or one tree or one aspect, um, one piece of architecture you find. Um, there are ways that if we tend to intend to look for the beauty um, around us or signs of life or things that speak to us, we can find the pockets of things. Um, And whether that's, you know, one pigeon pecking at the garbage and we can slow down to be curious about bugger and marvel at the purple feathers on his neck. Um, We've connected ourselves to something beyond ourselves and something um, that's part of the natural world. So I think just having a, um, you can just do an experiment even for one day and just see what you can notice that in the rhythm of your day, you've habitually unseen because it's not important, you know, to, to where you're going or what you're trying to do and try to almost see things like a child does, right? When you're going on a walk, the child wants to stop every five feet and just watch the bug on the ground. And as adults, we train ourselves out of that because that's not efficient. Um, and most of us aren't botanists being paid to do that, but it really is available if we slow down and look for it. We can find things, slow down, and be curious. I was wondering your thoughts, though. What are, what are the signs of belonging? Like, what exactly are we looking for? It is something that it's not like an on and off switch. It's not like you step into a field and you're like, ah, and, you know, the sound of music plays. Um, I mean, you might have that kind of stark experience, but it's something that more is on a continuum and grows like any habit um, with our attending to it and with our investing in it, right? Same thing as even if you go to a party and you're like, whoa, like I really connect with all these people. You still don't have a sense of belonging with them if you haven't put in the time um, to get to know them more fully over time. So um, you should be gaining um, an increased sense of ease in your own skin um, that increasingly the different dimensions of who you are have a place um, to just be. Um, you should be feeling like you matter to that place somehow or to that group that your presence, if, if you're not there, um, somehow matters. Uh, people notice. And so there's a sense of irreplaceability. Um, You can't just be replaced. And so those are, um, you know, the the basic things. Um, And over time, feeling like your existence is fundamentally validated. 
And those sound like really big things, but I think people can immediately tell when that's a possibility and when that door is slammed in their face. Um, and so, you know, it's, I think it's easier interacting with the natural world in that way than with groups because we have so many anxieties that we're taking into situations because we've been so mistreated in the past, most people. Um, and so it can be actually an easier on-ramp to just find yourself held by a mountainside, right? Mm -hmm. And permitted to be and acknowledged as part of the landscape. Um, and you know, then of course, reciprocally, you're hopefully over time starting to say, okay, what is my responsibility as part of this place to steward, um, this place or these relationships? Well, make sure you connect with Kat over at cat-more.com linked up in the show notes again she's the best awesome programs and resources right over there but Kat before we go anything else um well you, you know the only thing I would add is that um it, this kind of thing can become part of a just a daily practice and way that you're in the world but also if you find yourself um burned out um without the relational energy to engage people directly just know that this is an avenue. Um, I've been going to a memorial park right next door to my house. I've been totally burnt out from COVID and being a single mom. And I've been able to do almost nothing the past several weeks besides go sit in a lawn chair amidst a, a flock of Canadian geese. And it has been the best uh, remedy for my own um, restoration of my soul, <laughs> really. Uh, and I'm not doing anything, really. I'm just being with these birds that are letting me sit with them and be part of their flock for the moment. And I never could have uh, known that that sort of thing could be so restorative. But just if you are in um, more of a low point or um, feeling burnt out, um, I would just suggest to you that there's a whole natural world ready to receive you. There is a whole natural world ready to receive you. I hope this encourages you wherever you're at today, even if you are in a circumstance where maybe you don't feel like you belong. Maybe, just maybe, you can go outside, find your own little sanctuary, and create your own belonging. Listen, y'all, whether it is creating strong circuits in your brain, getting some hypnosis, or finding belonging in these unconventional places. We just hope you take a moment for it yourself today, my friends, and keep that brain of yours happy. Thank you for listening to another episode of Happy Brain. If you enjoyed this, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have an extra second, leave us an honest review over on iTunes or your Apple podcasting app. And until next time, my friends, keep that brain of yours happy. 